All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ten seconds now. Four check here from Kale McCarr. It's all the way at the other end of the ice. After scaling Hockey Summit, what goes into getting a team back to the top? It's over! They did it! They did it! The job is done! The Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions! And they will lift Lord Stanley a mile high! Welcome back to Frankly Speaking, presented by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. For a six-year run between the mid-90s and early 2000s, the Colorado Avalanche were a force of nature. Led by Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, and Patrick Waugh, the Avs won their division for eight straight seasons and hoisted the Stanley Cup twice. Melody trying to clear, didn't get it up. Sackick held it in. Still held in, UA Group shot, Now, this current Colorado core is carrying the same mantle and earned a reputation as perennial cup contenders on a chase for their second Stanley Cup in three seasons. One of the architects of the team is General Manager Chris McFarlane, my guest today on Frankly Speaking. McFarlane started with the club in 2015 as assistant GM, the executor to Joe Sackick's vision, and was promoted to GM in 2022 with a sparkling Stanley Cup ring on his finger. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cup is coming back to Colorado! McFarlane, now 53, has a path to a GM chair completely unique to himself. Born and raised in the Bronx, New York, McFarlane started out as an intern in the NHL's then-small New York City office in 1993, 
the same year Gary Bettman arrived as commissioner, and McFarland worked his way up through the business side ranks while he put himself through law school at Pace University. From the NHL's productions office, McFarland jumped into hockey ops in 2000 with the help of expansion and landed with the Columbus Blue Jackets in 2000. Left off in Ohio, Bruce Gardner has just scored the first ever goal for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He spent 16 seasons in Columbus, including nine as assistant GM, playing a role in various aspects of team operations, including player contract negotiations, salary cap management, scouting, and team development. That experience has proven incredibly valuable to the Avalanche. I asked McFarlane in our chat about his salary cap planning, how much easier he's able to breathe with Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and Devon Taves locked up for the foreseeable future. I asked him about the future of Gabriel Landeskog and also about his long-term vision and how that might affect his trade deadline posture in a crowded Western Conference, as well as his philosophy on goaltending and load management now that he has a goalie on track to outpace the rest of the league in starts. Here's my conversation with Avs GM, Chris McFarland. Chris McFarland, welcome to Frankly Speaking, and just wanted to first start out by getting from you a state of the Colorado Avalanche. You guys are cruising right along in the Central Division. You've had some uh, some runs this year that your team has looked incredibly impressive. You've been one of the best home teams in the league. Where do you feel your team is at at this point in the season? Yeah, I, I think the guys have done a great job. I, you know, we've dealt with some injury adversity, and the guys continue to find ways to get points. And and uh, you know, Winnipeg and Dallas and and Arizona and Nashville, it's, it's St. Louis. It's it's a tough division. So um, I'm happy with with where we're at. We've we've certainly had some bumps in the road, you know, uh, this year and, and some challenges. But but all in all, uh, the guys have done a nice job. You know, through early January here. Do you have any explanation for those home and road splits? Like every year, some team somewhere tries to figure it out. Seventeen and five at home, nine seven and three on the road. No, I, I, you know, we've been, you know, Knockwood, you know, Frank, we've been a pretty good home team, you know, the last number of years, and and last year, you know, we we had a great road run, and you know, it's it's tough to win. It's tough to win, you know any night but you know the road especially so I think it's something that you know we're what you said we're plus two or something like that uh this year so it's certainly an area that that hopefully we have to improve but I'd be lying if I said I can put my finger on you know why the the splits I think you know the guys are we have a great home crowd here we got great energy you know teams coming into Colorado and and certainly our guys get excited to play here so Hopefully that'll continue and, and we can find a way to, to grab a few more points on the road. I'll just chalk it up to the mile high air. Yeah, who knows? Um, so Nathan McKinnon, I think we've kind of run out of superlatives to apply to his game, but it also kind of feels like while the consistency has been unbelievable the last number of years, has he found another gear this year? Is there anything different that you see in his game that he's taken it to another level? That's a good question. He He's been our, you know, franchise center here the last number of years we're we're very fortunate to have him he's you know in the discussion for the best player on the planet he's a linchpin piece for us I I think this year he's he's just been on he's been on one of those benders which I think the the players of of his ilk and you know there's a number of them in in whatever sport and when when they get on one you just kind of ride that wave but I think it's a credit to Nathan Frank I think it's 
it's not a surprise. I think he's dialed in in terms of his preparation, unlike uh, you know any other you know player that I've had the good fortune of being around from how he takes care of himself off the ice and not just during the season. It's a 12-month thing for him, so I, I think that has something to do with it. But uh, he he's certainly been lights out this year. There's no doubt about it. How much does that rub off on anyone that spends time around him? But I'm, all, I'm kind of more curious of what it's like for guys that haven't been around him. You bring a new guy into the fold. Yep. Do they sort of snap to attention with how detailed he is? I, yes and no. I, I think, you know, Nathan is there. He'll talk to you about about anything really. But I, we had a, you know, a veteran player, Matt Calvert, who you, who, who you know. And, you know, when Matt came from Columbus and, you know, he, and he's now retired, he's actually coming to the game tonight. But he would talk to him about the things he picked up on just nutrition and picking Nate's brain on, on things like that because he's so dialed in and, I think some guys take, you know, bits and pieces and they're curious on on certain things, but Nathan is at a special level that, I, you know, with some of those areas, but his preparation, how he prepares, his, his practice habits, they're all upper echelon. I have to ask you about another guy who was a franchise centerpiece, Gabriel Landeskog. This is now the second full season that he hasn't played. What's what's the status there? He's continuing the rehab. Um, he had the procedure. I want to say last May. It's uh, you know thought to be a, you know before we really know. Uh, it's you know twelve months. So the good news is you know everything has gone well. You know from that time till now, there's you know knock on wood, there's been no you know no sort of glaring hiccups or you know, speed bumps or anything. So his, his rehab continues, but we're, you know, we're still, I don't know if early is the right word, Frank, but we're still gathering information and, and every week that goes by, there's sort of another step in terms of the things that he's hopefully gonna, gonna be able to do, but nowhere, we're not close. There's not, you know, we need more information basically, but everything is hopefully positive and we certainly miss him. That's for sure. Yeah, I got a glimpse of him at the game when Eric Johnson came yep. back. Has he has Landis Cog spent much time around yep. the ring? He's back he's back in Denver now, which is great. I think the you know, the key for Gabe and I think the key for, you know, from the, the last few months, he needed such dedicated time with, you know, his rehab and, you know, for him, for his, you know, peace of mind and getting that dedicated work, you know, it was probably not the best uh, for him to be here. So he's at a stage now where he's back in Denver and continuing on that on that rehab path. It's awesome for us to see him and, and for our guys. And uh, I think at some point in the near future, um, he'll start to even, you know, come on the road with us as well as he continues on the rehab journey. So I know it's way off in the distance, given where you're at in the process. But is is there hope that he can come back and play? Like, is that is that the goal? Well, the goal was, you know, the timeline we were given was, you know, 12 to 16 months. So, you know, 12 months is, you know, at some point after the uh, the NHL regular season. And I to say it's going to be the, you know, if we're fortunate enough to go in the playoffs and win around, would he be potentially be a player? I, I just don't know. But is that a is that a twinkle in your eye, yes. maybe that hey, if we go on a deep yes. run, that there is a, a glimmer of hope that this guy well, could be back. Well, I, I think the glimmer, the hope is is for Gabe. He loves hockey. This has been really hard on him. It's what he does. It's what he knows. 
Uh, selfishly, we have a lot of term left with him. Gabe Landeskog is a special player. You know, I've said that a number of times. We can maybe put that cap space to use and, and find a 20-goal scorer or, or what have you. But the things that Gabe does, you know, they're not readily available. The things that he does for our organization on and, and off the ice, and we really, really miss this player. And um, I, I'm just hopeful for him uh, that he can continue his career, whether it's, we're fortunate enough it's the springtime or um, if it's 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 next September at training camp or or whatever that that's the number one thing I want to see him back on the ice. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, I don't think I've ever really seen a timeline like this. A player missing this much significant time. Hope all the best for yep. Gabe. When it comes to your center ice position, I think we were all really excited to see what this year would look like for Ryan Johansson after uh, he arrived. You obviously a guy that you know well going back to Columbus. What have you made of of Ryan's season to this point? Ryan's been fine. I think he's you know he's chipped in with you know eleven or twelve goals. He's he's been really solid in the faceoff circle for us, which has helped on uh, you know whether it's starting power plays or or penalty kills and uh, you know that sort of thing. Um, I think he'd be the first to tell you that he think there's probably more production that should be there or is expected to be there from from you know, himself. So coach Bednar has been kind of, you know, there's certain nights where, where Ryan and, and Ross Colton have, have kind of, they're both utilized in, in similar minute type roles, which, you know, you add to that, you know, the flexibility for us in the middle of the ice, but I, you know, we're hoping for Ryan to, to have a big second half here. Speaking of a uh, big, important piece of your team, uh, Alexander Georgiev in net is on track for 60 eight games played this year. Uh, he's got right now at the halfway mark, three more starts than anyone else in the league. I'm sure that's something that you're keeping a close eye on. And in your perfect world, if you had, you know, the perfect ideal setup, it, it, would he play less? Yes. It's something we talk about. I think, you know, we obviously miss Gabe Landeskog and, but the Pavel Francos uh, late summer injury uh, was a, you know, a very, very big injury for us we've been very spoiled by you know having a you know a rock steady backup 1b whatever you want to have it but whenever Francois was called upon the last number of years including including the playoffs, the playoffs he, he he delivered and he had the the perfect temperament to be the guy that could you know if the quote-unquote starter you know need whether it was Grubau or Kemper or Georgiev needed a you know, a three or four game spell um, at various times, or if there was a 10 day injury, we didn't bat an eye. He had that, that unreal professional approach prepared and in a very important role. And we really, really missed that. And, you know, Ivan Prozvatov is a, is a young guy that's trying to find his way in, in the NHL game. And, you know, he's given us some very good starts, you know, but I think there's a there's been an adjustment for for everyone you know from our coaches to to ourselves management and and how we you know attack that thing but I Frank I'll be honest with you I do think you know we're we got to be careful with with the games played here and, and it's something that we talk about daily so just from a pure philosophical perspective like if again if this was an ideal world in, in your mind what's the best kind of split is in it- my mind it's where where would you cap in my it? mind? You know, in in, in just in in talking and you know around you know 
with guys, with our you know strength coaches, and trying to dial in information. I I think fifty five is is the ideal number. If the you know ideal that range fifty to you know fifty five is the the number that I think for me would give me a, a comfort level. I think you wanna you want your guy quote unquote guy fresh, you know, for April if you're able to grab one of those eight tickets. And I know you know every team is kind of different and and maybe there's some guys that can go 60 or you know 62 but um you know for me my my comfort level would be a certainly less pace than what he's on target for right now hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I asked you about the center position. We just talked about goalie. How would you sort of, as you get closer to the trade deadline on March 8th, is it fair to assume that given what you said about Georgiev and his workload, that, you know, getting another goaltender would be something that would be on your list somewhere? And how do you balance that out with, you know, maybe some potential needs down the middle? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. Like anything else, we, if there's an opportunity for us to, to improve the hockey team, we look at it. I think, Ivan's done a done a nice job for us, and it's something that we're you know going to continue to to see where where you know how many games he gets here and his workload. And we have a we have a prospect Eustace Annan in that that we're also very excited about. And and he you know had an injury in December that caused him to miss a month as well. They're they're both younger goalies, and that's that's the thing that we have to sort of balance. You know, you figure even with a, an increased workload is, you know, how many starts are there, you know, from call it Feb 1 to the end of the regular season. And it's not easy. It's to, even if you wanted to say, you know, go out and get a goalie, it, it's not easy, right? The It depends on the acquisition cost and, and, and the cap dollars that you have maybe available to, to do that. So, but it's something that will definitely, you know, We'll, look, we'll definitely look at, Frank, if there's an area that we can improve our hockey team, whether it's up front or the back end, then, then we're always looking to, to try and do that. Is Francois an option or is he out for oh, the he's year? He's done. Unfortunately, he's done. 
wanted to ask about you. I, last time we chatted, I had you on the pod. You had, you know, we talked about your path to becoming an NHL GM. This is your second full season. Do you feel more comfortable? I do. I feel, yeah, I feel more comfortable. I think it's, uh, it, you're always learning. You're always, you know, building those relationships. I think, you know, that, you know, the guys, the, the fellow GMs and AGMs around the league that I've, you know, gotten to know over the, over the course of the last 20 years or whatever, that that's there. I think getting to know some of the, you know, talking a little more frequently to the GMs and making the calls is, is something that I, you know, you know, had to do and, and get used to doing. And, and it's, it's been great. So, and, and obviously having, having Joe in the, in the office next door is, is also a, a, a huge advantage to, to bounce a lot of things off of not only, you know, stuff for how to improve the team, but his input on, on our team itself and our, whether it's power play or whatever, it's, it's great to have him right here on a daily basis as well. So I'm always trying to keep track of, of where people are heading to and what they're up to. Are you still, like, you watch a ton of hockey. Or is there any part of you that still is a scout at heart that you like to to get to rinks and see you get eyes on what, you know, you might be talking totally. about? Totally, yeah. It's, a, it's, you know, when I came here, that was my, you know, the thing that, you know, working closely with Joe on the, on the pro side and, and cap stuff. It's something that I, you know, I feel like I've cut my teeth on over the years and in Columbus and Colorado was, you know, in that, you know, the scouting area. It's something that I, that I love to do. I love to, you know, watch hockey and, and try and stay familiar with, you know, the players at, at the NHL and AHL level as, as best I can. Videos, video is a useful tool, but being live, there's, for me, there's, nothing that can replace that. So it's, uh, I got a great appreciation for the, the scouting and, you know, guys that do it and grind and are in the rings 25, 28 nights, a, you know, a month. And, um, but it's, it's certainly something that I'm passionate about and, and always look forward to, to getting on a, you know, a trip and watching other games. What about delegating the amateur side? Cause you can't be everywhere, yeah. right? And you have to trust your scouts. It's such a huge part of your overall team success though you know, a lot of GMs like to get out and see these guys as well. How do you find the time? Well, it's, I think it's just a labor of love for everybody that's fortunate enough to work in, in hockey operations, whether it's in a management position or analytics or scouting. You know, it's we're very fortunate to do what we're able to do. And I think you got you to gotta have the right people in place. You got you to gotta trust your, your scouts. I'd be lying to you, Frank, if I said I'm, you know, I'm, you know, doing – tons of amateur I you know we have guys in place that that's their job I'm excited to hear the you know the chatter in the meetings next week and and be able to ask questions and and try and keep tabs on on you know certain things through video but um it's definitely something I'm looking forward to next week that's for sure yeah watching from afar for me like that's got to be one of the hardest parts of the job is you know that these guys are in the rinks putting in the time that you frankly can't do because of all the other stuff going on but when it comes to the actual draft table and making the selection the only person that it falls on is you as the manager so you've got to essentially place it's not blind trust because you're getting some viewings but it's not the same thing that you know these are franchise altering decisions that you're potentially making at the, the draft table bang on you know you, you that's why you, the importance of your your scouting staff in general from you know not only the you know, the quote unquote, you know, final decision makers, the directors, but your regional scouts and your, you know, your guys in Europe and, and, and 
hopefully you have you know the the guys that are you want passion i want to hear passion when i'm when i hear my the scouts talk about players and you know i want to you want to be poke around and ask questions and you can you know gather some information on video or the odd you know live viewing but at the end of the day um, it's the guys that are in the rinks and putting the list together for the draft that that's that's a crucial lifeblood for any organization. So they, you know, I tip my cap to those guys because it's a grind and obviously a labor of love for them, but it's a it's a crucial part of the operation for all 32 clubs. A huge part. And another huge part is the salary cap. Um, I'm sure somewhere in your office you've got a board where you've got some stuff listed and, and you're projecting out a number of years in advance. It's got to feel pretty good to have Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr and now Devon Taves all locked up for kind of the next few years, but you've got another one potentially coming as soon as this summer in, in Miko Rantanen. Can you ever breathe a sigh of relief? Like you're finally getting a little bit of cap space or, uh, you know, additional cap space this summer with the cap increasing for the first time in four years. But what's that like kind of going through that process on a, on a near daily basis, not just being compliant, but you know, trying to chart everything out. Yeah, that's the that's the way you just the way you described it. You know, you have your your charts going out. You know, you know whether it's two, three, four years, but you kind of look at where the big chunks, the big increases are going to come from, and internally. And you know, for us, we've been we fortunate enough to to have some elite level talent, and you know, we went through it with Devon Taves. You know, this past year who was in a a similar situation where he had this year and then and then he was going to be an unrestricted free agent and and even Nathan the year prior it you'd like to think it they're all going to you know be neat and tidy and put a bow on them in early July and it's not from lack of trying on on the on the club's part or or certainly the agent or the player's part and you know assuming the player wants to continue to be a part of the the organization that's that's the first step but it's it's finding the the sweet spot in terms of years and um, AAV and and you see in the contracts now you know some of them are heavy signing bonus and and all the other bells and whistles so it's it's certainly something that you think about and and as the months move on you're you're so dialed in daily here on the on the wins and losses of this year but in the back of your mind you've got to keep an eye on the future and and. You know, you can speculate on cap increases and all that, but it's the, the dollars get eaten up pretty quick. Yeah, they do. Um, when you do, when you have a guy that's up or potentially up for an extension as early as the summer, the way Miko is, like, take me back to Devon Taves. Like, when would you begin conversations with his agent to start to get the pieces in well, place? Well, I, I think, you know, with, with those guys, it's it's pretty easy, right? On, you know, when you can, right? And the early put, you get through the draft and, and that sort of thing, and you obviously have done your research and and your comparables and your you know your your own internal salary structure and uh, that sort of thing, and, and you know you, you obviously probably have a feel that the player wants to come back, and you know assuming you can make the financial pieces work and and that sort of thing. So I think it's just part of your your normal off season planning is you do your internal work and put your just what you said your your cap chart up and you you look no decisions made in a vacuum right because you might want to give frank saravalli x number of dollars right big yes. money guy yes. right and then and then yeah. the next year you've got another piece and uh that's coming up and you got to see how that 
how that might impact, you know, that and, and what you have internally and all, all those other ancillary things go into it. So, but you want to obviously keep as many good players as you possibly can to, to have a good deep team. Last question for you, Chris. It's a philosophical one. You've got an absolute meat grinder in the Western Conference this year. The way I look at it, there's seven authentic candidates that could come through that conference and play for the Stanley Cup. How do you approach, when it comes to the deadline, how aggressive do you be? Do you you know, rely on the team that you've already put in place? Do you maybe make a small ad here or there and say, hey, look, this is the team we built. Go out and chase it. Or do you get really aggressive and perhaps use some future assets at the cost of, you know, maybe closing later down the line in your window of, you know, how long you can stay in this phase? How do you look at it? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I think it's something that, that every team sort of has to, you know, decide on, you know, down the stretch between now and uh, the March deadline there. But, you know, I think for us, just like going back, you know, to a couple of years ago, the the team we had and the work they had done all all that year, you know, merited the chips being pushed into the middle, right? And, um, you know, I think you only have so many draft picks, you only have, you know, the, so many, you know, upper tier prospects too that you can potentially put in play. You know, we think we can be a, you know, a, a decent hockey team, you know, for the foreseeable future with, you know, the likes of Nathan and, and Kale and, and Miko and hopefully Landy back and Devontae's and so you, you gotta try and, and balance those those needs of is this the year? Um, you know, because we, we do feel, you know, next year and the year after that we can be you know, a good team as well. But I think over the next few weeks, that'll kind of flesh itself out and we'll have a good sort of assessment of of what we feel is the, the piece or pieces that we need. And if we feel we can add them, I think, uh, you know, we'll certainly try. Chris, uh, best of luck down the stretch. And as you get closer to that deadline, I hope the decision's easy for you. Thanks, Frank. Always good to talk to you, pal. Stay well. Chris for taking the time to join us with his busy schedule and thanks as well to Brendan McNicholas, Colorado's Vice President for Media and Player Relations for setting up the interview. And what I love talking about with Chris is there's no spin. What you see is what you get and you ask a straightforward question, you'll get a straightforward answer. I thought he was particularly enlightening about how he believes Alexander Georgiev is playing too much right now. It's not often that you'll get that direct, that honest of a response from an NHL GM. I really can't wait to see how they rectify that over the next 52 days until the NHL's March 8th trade deadline and whether or not McFarlane will be as aggressive at the deadline as Nathan McKinnon has been on the ice this year. This week, I'll leave you with I Won't Be There. Here's Skin Shape on Frank Speak.
Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.